This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hi, Liz. It is cold. It is yucky. It is wet. But my air conditioner broke, <laughs> so I took it to you because I know that I'm going to be needing that pretty soon, probably, if not next week, certainly the, by the end of the week. So today, we're going to talk about our vehicle's air conditioning, uh, what could go wrong, what could we do to help uh, take care of it. Uh, what uh, what all we need to know about our air conditioning. And, Allison, I'm so glad I have a, a local mechanic I have a relationship with, and we're going to uh, talk about air conditioning today. So uh, I guess, Allison, let's, let's just start with what are the parts of uh, the air conditioning system of a vehicle? Um, the main part is the compressor, which does what it says. It compresses the air to make it cooler, and it's basically like a little engine. And so it has to have oil in it to lubricate it. It compresses air, and and any moisture that gets into your system destroys it. So that's why you want to keep moisture out of your system. And... Um, and so that is the most expensive, the major component of your AC system. It's a, AC systems are a whole separate system from the rest of your car, except for the AC compressor runs off of your engine, or as in my hybrid Prius, it actually runs off the hybrid battery, even though it's attached to the engine. So it's a, its own little system, its own little specialty area of automotive interest, and it's um, so the compressor is your number one most important factor of your AC system. All right, we've got our air coming into our compressor. It's going to stay nice and dry. Uh, then what? Where does it? Then what happens next? Um, it goes into your condenser, and Basically, your condenser is in the front of the car in front of the radiator, and it actually looks just like a little radiator. And um, so some people actually refer to it as that sometimes. But the condenser is in front of the car so that air can go across it to cool down the compressed gas even more to help cool everything down. So the condenser is... Um, a very important part of the of the well, it's actually it's a liquid at that point, but it's a very a very good component of the part of the AC system. All right, we've gone from the compressor through to the condenser. Then what happens? Then it goes into what's basically a component that it it has a couple of names receiver dryer or an accumulator depending on how your system is set up which gets moisture out of your ac system and and so moisture basically would destroy your ac system 
and this it has stuff in it that's similar to like the little packages of um I, I, what do you call that like stuff? silica gel the little silica cells that goes like if you buy a new pair of shoes or it's in a, a purse mm-hmm. or leather satchel or something like that that it uses those same kind of that same kind of material to get moisture and absorb moisture out of your ac system so so basically the moisture in your system will destroy it and you had a video about the uh, replacing a dryer on your social media a couple of weeks ago I did. It's the the reason I did the video is because sometimes that's left out of AC repair, and it's it's actually every time you do AC repair or you replace the compressor or the condenser, uh, you need to replace the the receiver driver or dryer or accumulator as part of the repair because it does. Um, build up moisture in it, and it does need to be replaced. At, you know, when you do any kind of AC repair to it. If you don't, then you risk messing up your new components that you put in your AC system. We're talking about the air conditioning in your vehicle. You may not need it today. I challenge you if you need it today because it's pretty cold. But uh, we're doing this between your vehicle repair questions. All right, compressor, condenser, receiver, or dryer, what happens next? Then um, you have a thermal expansion valve or an orifice tube. Um, And so that depends if you have a receiver driver or an accumulator. But um, those are located between the condenser and the evaporator. We'll talk about the evaporator in a minute. Um, They basically adjust the pressure and the temperature of the gases going into the evaporator um, so so that you get the right amount that it's needed and um, to keep it from blowing the evaporator and to keep your air cool. And so it, it maximizes the effect of that. Um, that is also something that can be replaced under maintenance if it's needed. Sometimes those are those act up themselves. That's a problem area with AC systems. They can leak or they can get clogged up, and um, so sometimes that causes your AC system to not run correctly. So that's that's another component of your AC AC system that's important. So is the last part the evaporator? Yes, and the evaporator is. In uh, under your dash on your passenger side inside near the firewall of the car. So if you have a problem with it, it can be an expensive repair because you have to take apart the part of the dash to get to it. Um, if it leaks or if it clogs up, um, so the evaporator is where it pulls in air across and it runs across the evaporator and cools it down further and 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 does its chemical changes to to basically cool down the air in your car and these are all just the parts that do the air cooling business we've talked before uh where does the blower door fit into this so within your dash, you have little doors and vents 
that change and move to change the temperature that you want inside your cabin of your car. And they are located throughout the dash in the car. Um, so some of them are easy to get to if you have a problem with them, some are not. Um, some you have to get further into the dash to get to them, but they are throughout your dash and they change and allow a little more heat or a little more cool air to adjust your temperature. Well, we've got a couple of calls to get to, but already, Allison, there's gases, there's temperature, there's oil, there's sealedness, there's moisture, lots of things that could go wrong in diagnosing an air conditioning problem other than just my car doesn't have air conditioning, and you're the gal who's going to walk us through some of it. But first, we're going to talk to Mo in Columbus. Mo, thanks so much for calling in to autocorrect what's your comment or question today yes ma'am i had two quick uh questions one is that um not related to air conditioner but i heard that you should change your windshield out every so often and then the other question was how do you uh select good tires for your car i get a different ride whenever i buy different tires and i just want something smooth and quiet so what uh, suggestions can you give me in terms of selecting good tires and i'll take my car i'll hang up so i can hear the answer well thanks mo we appreciate you calling but changing out a windshield not not wipers a a windshield i was gonna ask her before she hung up but who told her that but i've never heard of that but maybe um my good friend mike the windshield repairman friend of mine will be listening and maybe he can um have an opinion on that but i've actually never heard that unless you're getting a leak around your windshield or crack that's in that you need to have it replaced i don't i've never heard of um regular maintenance being replacing your windshield i have to wonder if that's some misinformation somewhere i'd I'd love to know where she got that information from but um in reference to her to her other what was it she asked on the second question about tires how to select the right tires she wanted a smooth and quiet ride um what you can do with that is basically google your reviews and do research online and get reviews of how different tires uh, were doing when they were in the real world situations so these days we have a lot of information online about different tires and and how how smooth they ride or noise level how long they last um and how you know how much tread wear and, and everything they have so i would do research like that based on what you're looking for in a tire and uh, there's tons of information other than that it's trial and error on learning you know which which brands you like the best and 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 within each brand which tire that that you like because every brand has many to choose from it can get confusing um it can be a little bit daunting but i i do feel like if you do the research you can narrow it down and find what you need for what you're looking for in a car whether it be a a smooth ride or you're wanting something more performance i personally try to write a review when i buy things 
you know, after I've used it for a while, whether I like it or I don't like it, not just being a complainer to because I read reviews. So good luck with that, Mo. If you've got a problem, send us your question. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about air conditioning today. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. We're also going to find out about a car event coming up. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. People have stories about their car, that long summertime family road trip, that hand-me-down first car they got when they turned 16, the first car they bought on their own. And cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the kind you hear on this station. When you donate a vehicle to this station, the proceeds bring you stories from around the world. Here's how to get started. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. The recalls for the week, we've only got one. The 2021 Alfa Romeo Stevios is recalled for a side curtain airbag problem, but dealers will replace this for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls, and inputting your own VIN or find their Safer Car app. We're talking about air conditioning between your vehicle repair calls, but we want to take your questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. But uh, speaking about not needing air conditioning because it's cold, wet, and sloppy, here's somebody who knows about that, Mike Marsh from Eurofest. How are you doing, Mike? Good, doing fine, Liz. Thank you. Well, we've had some bad weather, and you didn't get to have your Eurofest last weekend. No, no, we didn't. We went uh, last weekend was uh, the original weekend, and so we went from plan A to plan B this weekend, and we didn't like what we saw on Friday and Saturday in terms of rain in Natchez, so we went to plan C. So we're going to have the show on Sunday. It'll be a one-day show, 
rain forecast is 10%, so I'll take it in a heartbeat. Now, you're not going to mess up that uh, Rosalie Mansion's grass, are no. you? No, we're not. We absolutely not. We're going to move the show downtown to Broadway Street, which is the westernmost street in Natchez downtown. It runs north and south. It's between the Grand Hotel and the great green area park all along the banks of the river, the Mississippi River. And uh, Rolls-Royce has had some shows there in the past, and it's going to work real fine because we'll be on asphalt or concrete 100 percent, and it'll be out, out in the open. That sounds awesome. Awesome. You'll, uh, yeah. Folks will be able to stroll without getting uh, their shoes boggy. Uh, right. The cars right. will be able to be seen without uh, mess tearing up somebody's lawn. That right. is just fantastic. And we're going to move the start of the show back a little later than we typically start. So we're going to start about 11 o'clock. The awards ceremony will be at 3 o'clock. So if you live in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Jackson, it's a nice one-day drive, turnaround, going to be beautiful weather, free, fun family event, bring the kids, bring the dogs on leash, bring the dogs on leash and bring your little plastic bags for your dogs and uh, have a great time on the banks of the Mississippi River. Allison, tell us what you think about Eurofest. I absolutely love it. The cars are absolutely amazing, and it's a chance to see some cars that you just don't see ever. And they have a wide array of different makes and models, and it's a wonderful experience. I'll be there helping Mike out with, um, I think, judging with some children that are going to be at the Eurofest. So if you want to meet me, I'd love to meet you. I'll be there. I'll have my ASC certified hat on and uh, one of the judging Eurofest shirts. And um, it's just, I highly recommend it for everyone. Plus, Natchez is a beautiful city. Anyway, it's a great setting for all these super nice cars that are, are going to be there. All right, Mike, make sure I've got this right. Sunday, Natchez on Broadway from 11 to 3 is Eurofest. That's correct. The, the, the awards start at 3. They'll usually take about an hour. So if you're driving back to Jackson or driving back to New Orleans, you can get away from there easy by 4 o'clock. If you, or stay the night and enjoy uh, the beautiful city of Natchez, either one. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate okay. you calling in with the information. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, ladies. Thank you. Let's go to Mobile and talk with Kitty. Kitty, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, it's a perfect topic for today for me. When I started my car this morning, the even though my controls were on air conditioning and the fan was off and it was on the coolest temperature for my air conditioning, my heater came on full blast. The fan was blowing as hard as it could and it the further I drove the hotter it got because the heater started heating up what's going on what car is it what year and make the model it's a it's a 2008 Kia Rondo and I love it okay um so this is something that can go wrong with your AC system that a lot of people aren't aware of it could be in the control board of the switches itself, and those switches need to be changed out. 
And so basically the switches have a motherboard behind them with the circuitry that tells the AC to turn on, the compressor to turn on, the to adjust to the heater. And those can actually go bad. And so it sounds like your switches need to be replaced. Oh, um, possibly. okay. When I turned it off, when I turned it off, it said it's you know it went back to normal. It, so when I turned turned it off, it went off, and it was okay when I turned the car back on again. So it's just it, it got back to itself, or like it just glitched, and then it went back to working normally. Right, it happened. It happened once before, but it's been several months ago, and now it happened again this morning. So that was a concern to me. <laughs> Because it was hot and I couldn't roll the windows down because it was pouring down rain. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I bet it was very hot. Uh, yeah. So well, well, within your your switches, they they can go bad and read wrong. Other than that, it okay. could be within the computer that it's reading incorrectly. Um, okay. So that you know you have to go through a, a diagnostic process to. Um, see exactly what's going on. Some cases okay. with that, you can put it on a scan tool, and mm -hmm. the mechanic can look at it and look into your HVAC controls and see if they can tell what's going on with it. Sometimes it sets a code for an air conditioner heating problem, and it will pinpoint what's going on with it. So that that oh, there are actually codes that can be get get set in your computer when your AC system acts up. So that's a okay. possibility. So it's a, a little further diagnostics, um, and you can find out what's, what it's actually doing. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank You're you, welcome. Kitty. We appreciate you calling in. So, golly, you know, not only did you, do you have the actual functionality of the air conditioner, the switches could also be something that's causing the trouble. That's right. Yep. Uh, all right, let's go to Bill in Jacksonville. Bill, thank you so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Ma'am, I have a question about uh, cruise control. Ooh, that's my favorite. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I, I recently bought a 2013 uh, Fiat 500, and I was on a trip, and the cruise control would not uh, engage. In other words, when I pushed the button, the light wouldn't come on. And uh, that was after I had driven for some time, and it would not come on the next leg. And then after the car set for a while, it came on, and the cruise control worked, worked perfectly. But the first time the cruise control quit, somehow it uh, limited... It, it, it engaged some kind of governor where I couldn't get past 3,100 RPMs on my uh, tack. And uh, I just wondered, I, I think it's probably a relay problem, but uh, they should, I don't think uh, they should be digital relays in, in this late model car rather than just a contact relay that might overheat and not work. I wonder if you had a comment on that. Sometimes when your car is having another issue, it'll shut off your cruise control function. Um, for instance, if your ABS system is having a problem 
or engine problems. And um, pretty much at this point, what you would have to do is put it on a scan tool or have a mechanic put it on a scan tool and see if it's showing what's going on with that possibly, um, that it's within the computer. And maybe there's something that needs to be reset, re um, Remodulated and acting correctly. The other thing is, it may have something going on that's not setting off the engine light, but yet it's still telling the computer to turn off your cruise control. And with when you look at the scan tool, maybe you can pinpoint another problem that's causing that issue to happen. Now I did take I did take it to AutoZone and they put their scanner on there and it did come up with a code, but the guy said, Hey, I see the code, but the code doesn't tell me what I need to do. So right. I'm probably gonna have to take it to a dealer, wouldn't you think? Uh, a dealer or an independent mechanic shop that um, does high-end diagnostics. You can call around and ask and see if they do that sort of thing. Some shops do, some don't. Uh, but to see if they're comfortable with doing a diagnostics on that on the computer. The, at AutoZone and other auto parts stores that do have the little scan tool that, that can read codes, those scan tools only tell so much information and you can't really, you can't reset anything on them, which you can do with the scan tool and, and you can, sometimes it, depending on the car, you can reset the cruise control. Um, module and, and, and get it to act right, but um, they basically, they just read the codes and they don't read all the codes. Okay, uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The guy I bought it from, I had a problem where the uh, the turbocharger overcharged and I got an engine light. Now, I went to him and he had a he, he said, hey, it's a code. You over you overspun the, the turbocharger, and that's the reason you got the light. And he was able to reset it with the tool that he had. Now, you think he might be able to reset this thing, too, since he has a, a better better machine? Yes. Uh, that, that's uh, highly likely. So I would try that out and see if that works to fix your problem. Um Keep in mind that the Fiat's are a Chrysler product, which does have, uh, are known for electrical problems. Um, so you could be having something going on electrical, like you said, like a relayer or something like that. But, um, but, but yeah, you're headed in the right direction, I think, to get, get a cruise control fix on your car. Okay, well, thank you very much for the information. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. We're glad that you called in. Our email address where you can send a question is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got lots of questions to get to today and to talk about air conditioning between our calls. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship 
between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We sure hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy. Thank you for supporting Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 11 with a replay Saturdays I'm sorry, Thursdays at 10. Ooh, it was a trick to see if you were paying attention. With a replay, Saturdays at 11. In the news, Allison, this this is just sad to me. Uh, According to Cars Direct, a vehicle purchasing website, Nissan is paying the best incentives to dealers who steer their buyers to seven-year financing. While seven-year loans can promise lower monthly payments, they could increase a consumer's chance of ending up owing more money than their car is worth, a term known as being underwater on a loan. What do you think about folks paying seven, paying for taking seven years to play, pay for a car? Basically, what I think about that is that the finance industry are really taking advantage of people, and I think everyone has an example of that of their own story. I definitely have been a victim. They they just charge outrageous for interest rates to do loans more than I think they should. That's that's fair. And when they stretch those loans out, they get even more money. And it, and it can put you, well, upside down is another term. It can put you upside down in your car where you owe more than it's worth if you try to trade it or sell it. And uh, I, I, I just, I kind of wish that they didn't do that or maybe that they were regulated. I hate to say that something needs more regulation, but when they're doing the things they're doing, um, sometimes, you know, we need some federal uh, government to step in and, and regulate these companies that are uh, basically taking taking very strong advantage of people. Um, something you can do to try to keep that from happening is come in with the biggest down payment you possibly can, and that helps alleviate what you're actually financing so that in the end you're paying less for the interest on the car. And uh, and if you can, of course, pay in cash outright, you know, that'll keep you from the interest fees. Um, the other thing is look for good rates when they have um, promotions where they're doing 0% financing or really low financing and factor that into the overall cost of your car. You may say the car costs a little bit more at another dealership, say like two grand more, but their interest rate is way lower. You'll end up over the lifetime of paying for that car paying less. So it's something to factor in for sure. Interesting. Interesting. My thought was 
folks are buying these great big SUVs when they just need a little tiny something to get them around, but folks aren't buying cars, so they're not making cars, so they're just making more expensive vehicles. But anyway, we talked about air conditioning a little bit today, but we've got full load of calls, so let's go to Richard in Mabin. Richard, thank you so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Hi. Uh, if my car my car has a possible defect in it, and I got a letter from uh, from Toyota, and then I got a letter from uh, the National Safety Relations or something, but they don't do that for motorcycles. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> um, they really should. And as it seems like motorcycle popularity has really, really gone way up in the past even 10 years, I, I, it seems like I see way more motorcycles than I used to and more people interested in riding motorcycles, possibly to save gas, possibly for it's just kind of a trend. Um, but while they do that, I, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, they definitely, it, I think it could definitely be a huge benefit if they did. But I, maybe people aren't pushing to ask for it. I, I, generally, the the fact that they uh, show recalls and anything at all is generally from people um, bringing it to the attention of the government. And it took a lot of, it takes a lot of people before like a recall is, is made. Or, and that sort of thing. And so if people raise enough fuss about it, maybe they, they will add that to what they do um, to inform people about recalls on motorcycles. Well, it uh, seems to me that uh, in my personal case, it darn near killed me before I... Uh, uh, anyway, hey, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Richard, for bringing that up. That You know, that is interesting. I did go to the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website and recalls, and they have, you know, the, your vehicle identification number. They do car seats. They do tires. And they do equipment. They don't specify motorcycles. How interesting. Never thought about that. Let's go on to Bobby, who is in Pontotoc County. Uh, Bobby, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Oh, I wanted to find out something about these air conditioners on cars, but before I get to that, let me say this. I'm a Pentecostal preacher, and I believe in the King James Bible, and the King James Bible says extortion is a sin. And Mississippi's got extortion laws making them buy car insurance, which puts Mississippi at odds with God. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to know is, is these air conditioners they got in these space modules they're sending men to Mars in, do they work in the same way that our car uh, uh, air conditioners work? Are you basically asking me if a spatial has the same AC system as a car? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find out. Oh man, look! I gotta stick to cars. That's enough enough stuff for me to know. I I don't know anything about spatial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wondered about that. All right, I thank you for your help. Thank you, Bobby. Um, I imagine they do uh, use some sort of refrigerant that's similar or whatnot, a sort of similar system. Your house system is sort of 
similar. Um, but you take an AC repairman for a house and try to get them to diagnose a automotive AC system, they, you know, it's, it's kind of two different things and enough difference that they usually don't intertwine. So I'm, so I'm not sure what kind of system they use on space shuttles. Well, okay then. SpaceX, we'll just have to, we have to find out from them. Let's go to uh, Lair in Daphne, Alabama. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. It's, it's, uh, it's Larry. I probably didn't pronounce it very oh, well. Oh, all right. Well, we're glad that you've called in today. What, uh, what's your comment or question for Allison on autocorrect? I have, I have a question, and it's, it's a coincidence that just two days ago I was thinking, what would I ever ask if I called y'all's show? And it happened to be about, one of the two questions happened to be about air conditioners. So a, a timely question, I hope. Okay, many years ago, um, I was told that it's a bad idea to turn on your air conditioner while you're driving, especially if you're going pretty fast, that somehow it's jarring to the air conditioner or to the motor. And, uh, you know, I I realized the other day that stuck with me, but I have no idea if that's true. (laughs) But I've abided by it because I do as I'm told. Is there, and things could have changed. This was probably about 19. 80 or so when I heard this. Any truth, you think? What they're talking about is the fact that the compressor runs off the engine on a belt, and when that, when you turn on your AC system, the clutch engages on the compressor, and it, and it takes power for the engine to turn. So it's taking power from your engine to turn your compressor to run your AC system. The thing is, is that is actually more efficient than turning your AC off and rolling all of your windows down at high speeds because of the aerodynamics of the car. It's, it's creating a lot of drag when your windows are down. Um, sometimes sports cars are uh, not a part of that because they're so aerodynamic. But for, my, for the average part, at high speeds, it takes more energy to have your windows down than it does to, to turn on your AC compressor and it takes power directly from your, your engine. But at low speeds, it actually is more beneficial to, turn, to roll your windows down than to run your AC compressor can shave you gas mileage um, because at low speeds, your drag coefficient is not as bad. And, you, and if you're you know, running your AC system, it takes more gas and uses more power from your engine to run the compressor. So that's, I think that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, the, the air from the window tends to bother my eyes, so I rarely roll it down. I maybe turn on the fan without the air conditioner, but uh, if, I, if I hear you correctly, it's it's not great for the engine. If, let's say, I'm going 65 and uh, I turn on the air conditioner, the windows have been up, and I turn on the air conditioner, it does have a little bit of effect then taking some energy, right? Um, right. It's, yeah, it's going to use a little more better. gas, and it's going to uh, be, it, it actually takes a little bit of power from your engine. Okay. So is it better to, um, uh, when I first start, to turn on the air conditioner if I feel I'm going to need it, as opposed to turning it on indeed if I'm going kind of kind of high speed? Um, it's better to start without your AC system on and roll your windows down and let that hot air get out of your car and right. then roll your windows up and turn your AC system on. That's the okay. best. All right. Well, it sounds like there's some truth to the little rule I've been following there. So I'll <laughs> I appreciate you confirming that. I have no problem. 
Thanks, Larry. We appreciate you calling in. We're discussing air conditioning, taking your vehicle repair questions. You can also send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Muscle car fans with families will particularly like this one. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The vehicle we're driving this week is the 2021 Dodge Durango SRT. The big news for 2021 was the addition of the new Hellcat engine, which our vehicle doesn't have. Instead, it has a 6.4 liter V8, delivers 475 horsepower, and it'll get this three-row vehicle from 0 to 60 in 4.1 seconds. So I don't even think it needs the Hellcat engine. Very nice. But it has a lot of the other updates that came off the Durango for this year. The SRT had a much more aggressive exterior, 20-inch alloy wheels, new spoiler. Ours has the F8 green paint, which is very cool. Inside, a new wraparound dashboard that echoes the Challenger. A lot of suede, the Harman Kardon audio system, a lot of very nice features in it. Overall, very nice vehicle. But let's talk about price, and that certainly reflects its upscale, powerful image. You can get a Durango for under 32000 but this one... $72,660. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. is autocorrect if you've missed any of our program you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org autocorrect is heard on mpb think radio thursdays at 10 a.m with a replay saturdays at 11 i'm liz gill with the lady auto mechanic allison walker ase certified allison this is what i'm talking about seventy two thousand dollars for a brand new dodge durango seventy two thousand dollars okay let's go to francis in natchez francis thanks so much for calling in to autocorrect today what's your comment or question thank you for having me on uh, i think i got a good one for you this morning um I got a 1997 Dodge Ram pickup truck, 1500 4x4. Uh, 
the front uh, the front end started shaking real bad. So uh, I Googled it, and uh, I changed the upper ball joints, and it kept on doing it. And I took it to a mechanic, and he charged me $2,000 to change out the tie rod ends, shock absorbers, some of the linkage, and uh, lower ball joints. Uh, when he gave me my truck back, it was in worse condition than it was when I gave it to him. So I took it to a second mechanic. The second mechanic, uh, I told him to change the spark plug. Well, I changed the spark plug uh, plugs also. The second mechanic, I told him to change the spark plug wires, the rotor, the distributor. He did that. He kept it for a week. He finally said, I don't know. I have no idea what's causing this. And when I got it back from the first mechanic, uh, it never did this before. But, you know, when I'm, when I'm driving it, it would uh, kill. The motor would kill at 10, 15 miles an hour. What are your thoughts on this? Man, um, I'm really sorry that you're having this, this kind of problem. This is, uh, it, it sounds like that mechanic that did the $2,000 worth of work and you got it back worth. I would suggest maybe hiring a lawyer and taking him to a court, a small claims court, and getting your money back. If you can get verification that your car was worse afterwards, from if you can get, for instance, and I've been asked to go to court before too, but to get the other mechanic to testify that the car was in the condition that it's in. $2,000 is a lot of money to pay for a car to come back worse than it was. That's crazy. Um, with, with that being said, do, do what you want with that information, but you you need a good mechanic, and it doesn't look like you've been able to find a good one. Um, something that may help on, on your adventure to finding another good mechanic to help you actually find what's going on with the problem is to look at Google reviews of shops before you go there and um, see if you can get a feel for if they're if they're really good. In a small town like Natchez, it may be, it may be kind of difficult to find a good good mechanic, but um, it, that, that mechanic that did the $2,000 in repairs and he, he I, I'd want to take him to court and get something done about getting that money back or some sort of settlement on that because that really he should have test drove it afterwards and made sure it was in it was it was everything was fixed on it that he did just replacing parts and it and, and not knowing exactly what was going on with it I guess he didn't know what he was doing and was just making money off of you and it doesn't sound too good to me. Um, I don't know what's going on with your truck without looking at it. And as far as it dying at 15 miles per hour, um, that's something I would have to look into to see what's see what's going on. It's you know that that could be uh, it could be a few different things. It, it could be your fuel pumps trying to go out or something like that, or a computer issue. It's this there's a few different things. Do you have a check engine light on? Francis, do you have a check engine light on? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, and sometimes it blinks. <laughs> okay. Uh, when it's blinking, for everyone out there, what they uh, what, a, what a blinking light means is that there's a, 
imminent catastrophic failure with the, with the, your car running system, that could mean that you're getting a misfire that's causing unburned fuel to go to the catalytic converter and melt it, which is an expensive repair. Um, it could be uh, just a misfire in general, an injector is not working at all or something like that. So it's a serious problem. Um, I, I, that, yeah, it's, it's it's something I, I wish I could kind of give you an idea of what's going on, but you 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 need a good mechanic and someone that you can trust to look at this and get it sorted for you without charging these these crazy prices for it. It shouldn't cost as much as it did to to fix it and find out what what exactly is going on. Um, but they need to be asking questions and 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 not just taking your truck in and working on it. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked, like, is it doing it while you're braking? Does your steering wheel shake when it all is shaking? And that sort of thing. Um, Francis, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry we can't help you more. We've plum run out of time. Uh, real quick, kind of yes or no, Allison, has Francis ruined his chance with the first mechanic to go back to see if he can fix anything he's gone wrong, or has that ship already sailed? Well, we can, we can go back to that mechanic. And, and if it's a shop where he can get insured, he can file a complaint and actually... Um, you know, put a suit against them and get his money back um, legally through the legal system. So, All right. Francis, good luck to you. Bill in Memphis, send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. That's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Kevin Farrell, for helping us with the show. For Allison Walker, who you can find on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 